Hello, and welcome to the Christ-Centered Kingdom Consciousness and Classical Christian Education Podcast. I'm Eric Spee, the headmaster of Sheridan Hills Christian School, which is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church. And here we are again today uh, talking about classical education and all things about parenting and life in this 21st century. You know, Robert Louis Stevenson famously wrote a poem that began, Home, no more home to me, whither must I wander? Well, today in our alumni spotlight, we have T.J. Chipman, uh, who graduated a few years back from our school and has wandered back to our campus after studying at Boyce College and Southern Seminary. He's back at his old high school. He's teaching, pastoring, uh, speaking at chapels, retreats, and, and any other event we have. So, um, welcome, TJ, to the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, it's a joy to be here. So how's your first uh, days of teaching? How's it been going? Yeah, I, I, I recognize now how much work, uh, you know, my teachers put into it. Um, but yeah, it's been going, it's been going great so far. Um, I've enjoyed it. I love interacting with the kids and I love my subject material. So, okay. And you're teaching Bible, correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. A couple Bible classes. Now, speaking of Bible, what did you study at Southern Seminary? Yeah, so I studied, um, technically my my major is biblical theological studies. Um, so that's, you know, theology, Bible, um, the languages. And then I've been doing like a dual credit program through the seminary as well um, to get a master's in divinity, uh, which is just a fancy word for theology. Um, and that's kind of the standard degree that most pastors end up getting. Um, so almost finished with that. Yep. And languages, did you, did you do Greek or Hebrew? Uh, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did three classes of Greek. No, sorry, four classes of Greek, uh, and then three classes of Hebrew. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a rarity in uh, today's uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> seminaries. That's great. Uh, so at what point in your life did you feel called to a life in ministry? Yeah, um, really, I felt called to ministry um, halfway through high school. Um, so there was a lot going on in my life at that time. Um, I had We had just ended up coming to Sheridan Hills Baptist Church, which was almost like a second conversion type experience for me. Like it was that pivotal in my life. Um, I had We had not been going to a church for several years, um, and the Lord uh, just really convicted me and really the rest of my family to attend church. Uh, so we started going to um, Sheridan Hills, and uh, God put in my life several people. So Thomas Morgado was one of them, and he was actually my Bible teacher my freshman year of high school at Sheridan Hills. Uh, I think you had just gotten there um, as well. And uh, really, it was it was him that kind of started planting the seeds in my life. Um, I was involved in the youth ministry, and he had just been planting seeds of, you know, have you ever even considered this? Um, and at that time in my life, I was not qualified um, for for the ministry, and uh, because of that, um, I was it was a definite no. Um, but the Lord was really working on my heart. I began growing a lot. Um, the Lord freed me from certain sins, and um, I just fell in love with with His Word and with growing. and And I realized um, that my life belongs to Him, and. It was, it was really at that time that I began to have a desire um, to actually preach God's Word, to share it with others, and uh, really it was like I couldn't see myself doing anything other than that. Um, it felt like to do something else would be disobedient to the Lord. Um, 
So that's yeah. awesome. And what role did your parents play in this process? Yeah, I, I suppose the biggest role is just um, sharing the gospel with me and raising me in a Christian home. Um, but also, this kind of sounds, it might sound counterintuitive, but letting me fail um, a lot. Um, you know, I, I imagine that's probably really hard for a parent to do. Um, but, you know, they, they, uh, they let me fail. They let me make my, my own mistakes. Um, and, you know, they let the Lord deal with me. And they were, they were there all along pointing me to the scriptures and they would discipline me, of course. Uh, but I ended up, you know, really coming to treasure Christ and, you know, his forgiveness and the scriptures and the gospel uh, on my own. Like it wasn't, wasn't through, you know, my parents. It was a very personal experience. So, well, you know, I like how you said your parents let you fail. That is such a foreign concept uh, yeah. to, I'm a parent of three. It's very difficult to even imagine that, but can you think of an instance where your parents said, you know what, we're just going to let TJ run with that and he's going to learn <laughs> the process. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, the, the choice of music I was listening to in like middle school and, and early high school. Um, yeah, I've been getting into like heavy metal music and, uh, you know, screamo and just really edgy stuff, you know, uh, and like just with explicit um, content in it and just kind of dark, you know, messages and whatnot. Um, and yeah, they, they knew all along I was listening to that. They, they never told me not to. They would have conversations with me you know, asking me about like how I felt about the music I was listening to. But yeah, they kind of, they just let me, you know, let the Lord get a hold of me and convict me on my own. So, but they kept sharing the gospel with you the whole time, correct? Correct. Yeah. So they knew the gospel would probably reveal itself. Right. And, and which it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I was, and I was a believer too. So I think they knew, you know, that the Holy Spirit was, you know, within me and was going to convict me of my sin, So, which he was. <laughs> Yeah, we all kind of have to sometimes repent for our musical choices, not just in its yeah. content, but my goodness, some of it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you're pretty fresh out of college. Now you're newly married. Uh, what was your experience like uh, as a college student up in Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Um, yeah, it was uh, just a, a great group of people. Um, I'm pretty convinced that the majority of them were all, you know, regenerate believers uh, so we had great, you know, fellowship and fun, uh, but, you know, while, while honoring the Lord, um, I was involved in student ministry, like student life there. So I was an RA um, for most of my time there. Uh, so basically, we just plan events. Um, I would get together with different students on my hall um, regularly for like one-on-one, -on -one, just conversations and discipleship and all kinds of stuff. Um, so it was just, it was a great, it was a great fun experience. And what I can imagine some of us who think in our minds, this idea of a Christian college, we probably think to ourselves, oh, you couldn't have any problems there, right? Compared to the world. But as an RA, <laughs> I think you probably saw that very different. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Because we're, you can't escape from sin. I mean, <laughs> we're all, we're all fallen. And even people at Christian schools, um, you know, some a lot of the times they don't personally have a relationship with God, um, and even if they do, yeah, they're they're struggling with different with different sins that we all struggle with. So, Amen. Yeah. So, as a graduate of our school, uh, what did our school do to prepare you for your college experience, for your academic experience? 
Yeah, um, definitely, definitely uh, Mrs. Hernandez and her English classes were so helpful. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. It makes total sense to me now, but just learning how to actually read literature and like read a text and be able to write your thoughts um, is so important for studying the Bible um, and for, you know, creating sermons and writing, you know, research papers in a college setting. Um, just extremely, extremely helpful. Um, and then also just the extracurricular activities. So, I, I mean, I was involved in several different sports. Uh, once the house system, you know, was started, I was a house uh, president. And, and now you're the sponsor of the house yeah. that you once served as president, correct? <laughs> yeah, now I get to be awesome. the sponsor. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, ironic. Uh, yeah, so all those things helped me, like, balance uh, just academics and then also, you know, other other responsibilities, which was helpful for, for college when it's a little bit more loose. It's not as structured. And, yeah, it was good. So you talk about the house system and, and athletics and some of these other activities you were in. You were a captain. You were a president. Uh, being a student leader, um, how did that prepare you for this future in ministry? Yeah. Um, for the for the ministry in school or just uh, now? The future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely just being able to um, delegate and um, train up other people underneath you is just super helpful so you don't take everything upon yourself. And I've just found it also just leads me um, to have to go to the Lord a lot more. You know, I just... I'm always reminded of my my weaknesses and my shortcomings, and uh, yeah, I, I need the Lord all the time. Yeah, yeah. leadership tends to do that yeah. to you. Uh, <laughs> it'll humble you quickly, and if not, don't, just wait. It will. Uh, that's great. And um, we have students with all kinds of ambitions, medical, you know, mm-hmm. law, you know, business, entrepreneurship, um, but we do have those that consider a career in ministry. So looking back now through your experiences, what can you tell these young people um, that are con- praying about a, a career in ministry? What, how can they prepare themselves now for the uh, future in, in that kind of a role? Yeah, um, several, several things. Uh, definitely, first, uh, ministry, you know, is, is ultimately for the local church. Um, you know, we're, as Christians, we're called to be part of the body of Christ um, so the local church is where you're going to learn how to do ministry, ultimately. I mean, there's you do ministry you know, in other places as well, but that, that is the main setting of ministry, and that's where you're going to be trained. Um, so definitely just be involved in your church, get to know your pastors, um, seek out someone to mentor you who's older and wiser and who's been walking with the Lord for a long time. Um, that's just invaluable. And then one of... One of the pastors uh, who was really influential in my life, uh, just he challenged me ahead of time, just read your Bible. And that kind of sounds obvious, but he just challenged me, make sure you have completely read all the way through, you know, the Bible before you enter into ministry. Um, so that's, you know, Leviticus, that's, that's Chronicles, you know, make sure you're just familiar with, with the scriptures. And that's like a, you know, a, a journey in you know, a task that we'll always be doing for our whole lives, but that's, uh, that's extremely important. Um, and then also, you know, you don't have to be a vocational minister in order to do ministry. I mean, all Christians are called to ministry. 
Uh, so seek out ways that you can be ministering to those around you at the moment. Uh, yeah. That's great. Now, um, you know, school has a, is a different kind of ministry. We get these young people when they're still um, growing, when they're still trying to figure things out. They're not adults yet. And so now that you're stepping into this role, what are you looking forward to uh, the most as a teacher, as a Bible teacher, as a campus pastor? Yeah, I, honestly, it, so, it sounds cliche, but I'm just looking forward most to um, presenting Christ in, in his gospel with as much passion and clarity as I possibly can um, to the students and just having him, you know, transform their lives. Um, his word is marvelous and it never returns to him empty. And so, and that, and that is the greatest treasure that we have. Um, so I'm, you know, I, I recognize I'm probably going to be forgotten you know, I can't remember a ton of teachers and, you know, especially like middle school years, I can't, you know, remember them significantly. Uh, but I, I hope I can at least sow the seeds of, of, you know, the word and, um, and that's invaluable. And hopefully others will, you know, continue to build upon that, you know, over time. I always enjoy having new teachers, uh, like TJ, because they come in with this, uh, you guys come in with this enthusiasm and these these high ideals, and, and that's super essential, and, and we love that. But then sometimes at retreat, we, we just have to drink a can of Coke and then put our heads on a, on a baseball bat and spin around in circles. And, and uh, um, So there's an aspect of that, uh, of sort of youth ministry that, that can be, um, that maybe there's not, I'm assuming you don't have classes like that in seminary, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. a weird games to uh, make people have fun at youth events. Maybe that should be part of the seminary courses. Yeah. Um, now, here's the, here's the last question, and here's here's the most important one. What's it like to have your mom as your boss? For, the, for, the, for our first-time listeners, our, our, uh, TJ's mom is the upper school, head of upper school, and has been for quite a few years, um, even when TJ was a student. So she not only had to be the principal with her children as her students, now she has one of them as uh, her direct report. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's going great. I, I love my mom, obviously. I think she's wonderful, the best boss I've ever had. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't That's had to... That's a good to, answer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I haven't had to interact with her too much. Um, I don't know if that's intentional on, on her part or anything, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been good so far. Yeah, if you're not called into the principal's office, that's usually a good thing. Um, but and, and people think that's only for students, but teachers, uh, we have our moments with that as well. So TJ, as we wrap up, what are some final words you'd like to leave for young people who are listening to this and thinking, I want to potentially be called to ministry? Yeah, um, just treasure treasure the Lord Jesus. Have a, have a personal, vibrant relationship uh, with him because um, that's, that's what's going to end up being the fuel for your ministry and ultimately for life because... At the end of the day, um, we're we're just you know fellow Christians who are who are seeking um, to live godly lives and and one day be with the Lord. So, yeah. awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, TJ, for joining us. Uh, thank you, uh, listeners, for uh, coming on with us in this podcast. And until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. 
The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.